0: Ladies and gentlemen, here we are once again with another exciting episode of the Bakery Podcast. And I want to apologize. This episode was supposed to come out this past Saturday, but with everybody in my house being sick, and also um, I played video games all day that day, and I was going to release it yesterday. And my kids were still sick. And we also had a thing yesterday called the Super Bowl. And my kids were fighting sleep last night as well. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I want to give congratulations where congratulations are due. And that is to the San Francisco, not the San Francisco 49ers. Shit, that's an alternate reality. Wow, we have going blood salt in the wound. Sorry, I flubbed. I flubbed. I want to give congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right, the Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl 54 champions. And by the way, they are in Missouri, not Kansas, like our dumbass president thinks. But that's a story for another day. This week, however, this week. Is my review of the 2020 Royal Rumble. But before we get to that, I just want to thank each and every one of you that listen to these episodes, either when they come out or later down the road when you're listening to this. Um. Ah, oh Jesus. What was I going to say here? Um. But yeah, if you like what you hear and you're a first time listener, go find the Facebook page. That is facebook dot com forward slash the bakery podcast. And I know what some of you are thinking. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I did change my name, uh, the podcast name to the Bakery Podcast with Aaron Baker. And there's a reasoning behind that, and that's because there are like thirteen. There are at least thirteen podcasts with the name the bakery in it so i needed to put my own name on there so i didn't either have another podcast come at me and say hey i had this idea before you blah 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 blah. but the real ogs know where it came from and that was an extreme wrestling federation segment but yeah i'll give credit where credit's due of course But hey, without further ado, why don't we just get into it and talk about the 2020 Royal Rumble. One of my favorite pay-per-views that the WWE puts on besides Money in the Bank and of course WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all. Um, Especially in the last couple of years, WWE's kind of been hit and miss with this pay-per-view, but they've really gone on a good streak of absolute hits with the Royal Rumble and they should it's one of the bigger pay-per-views of the year and honestly you know the element of surprise you never know who's going to show up in the Royal Rumble you never know who they're going to get my first experience with the Royal Rumble was I believe back in 2014 if I am corrected. And that's when the WWE Network was just kind of getting ready to take off. And I was at my friend, Jhontae Davenport's house, and we had pizza and all that shit. And we watched the Royal Rumble. And I do believe that was when Batista came back and won. So that was kind of my first dip into the Royal Rumble. And ever since, I've seen the debut of AJ Styles. Um... I've watched Shinsuke Nakamura win it. I've watched Seth Rollins win it um, this previous year in 2019. And this year, we'll get into who won this year and my thoughts and feelings on it. But the first match, the first match of the night, was a Falls Count Anywhere match. And I'm also not going through the pre-show because the pre-show... It it was what it was. Sheamus defeated Shorty G and Andrade retained his United States champion against Umberto Carrillo. So there's your there's your pre show recap. But a false count anywhere match between Roman Reigns and King Corbin. I don't care what anybody says at this present moment. But to me, Roman Reigns has paid his dues to the fans. He's still gonna get those boos. He's still gonna go. He's still gonna get that, as I call it, the John Cena effect of where there will be multiple people, mainly kids, uh, women, and maybe some teenagers that have grown to like Roman Reigns for who he is, and that's a kick-ass performer in my eyes. I'm not a, I'm not a, the biggest Roman Reigns fan in the slightest, um, but I do respect the hard work that he does put in to every match. Um, I listened to I think the Arn uh, the Arn Anderson podcast Arn, and he was talking about how when Roman won the 2015 Royal Rumble. And one of these days, I'm going to talk about that Royal Rumble because that was that was a Royal Rumble that I feel Roman Reigns really shouldn't have won because that was the moment where the fans really turned on the match. And I, that was also when Daniel Bryan got eliminated. But that was 2015's Royal Rumble. We're talking about 2020. And five years later, Roman Reigns is still kicking ass and taking names as he defeats... King Corbin in the last man standing match and I also want to say this King Corbin is doing exactly what a heel should do hands down this man is a walking talking heat machine anywhere he goes people are booing this guy and that's what I like about him. He is the he he is the heel that the WWE needs right now, and he's put in a in a big program with what everyone perceives as the top dog of the WWE. So let's talk about the match here, and I'm getting my uh, analysis from uh, Bleacher Report. So of course, I'll have my own spin on things as usual. Um, about what I liked in the match. And what I didn't. Um, so from the opening bell. It's just non-stop action. Um, Baron Corbin will eventually hit a deep six. To halt any. Um, any of Roman Reigns' momentum. And I got to tell you. When they say that a match. Tears the house down. This match. Tore the house down. I mean, literally tore the house down. Destroyed multiple ta- uh, the Spanish announce table, I believe it says here. Um, they went to the production structure just like uh, The Miz and Shay McMahon did at WrestleMania 35. Uh, yeah, the Spanish announce table, as usual. Uh, still couldn't get a three count there with um for uh baron corbin to beat roman reigns so they continue to the production structure as i said before and this is where things start to take a turn for the really shitty and this is what i don't like this match didn't need any interference but i understand now that I've looked back at it And watched the match over again I understand why they did it The way that they did it And they're setting up a three, uh, a six man tag Somewhere down the line I, I'm going to say Wrestlemania Since that's really the next big show But I do believe Possibly the pay per view Before Wrestlemania I'm not sure if it's Super, super Showdown Or if they're going to have a fast lane again I'm not I'm not too sure right now I haven't really looked at the WWE schedule coming up before WrestleMania but I really didn't like the interference i I just felt like this match didn't need it um, it was high impact there was a there was a haha spot there where Roman reigns stuffed Baron Corbin into a porta potty and knocked it over thank God there wasn't shit in it so that that was pretty that was pretty funny, uh, with the interference, the Usos come to Roman Reigns' aid, and then we do then we do the um, the porta potty spot, and then the Big Dog delivers a Superman punch, and scores the win with a spear. Bleach report gives this match a B plus. I'm gonna give it um, at least a B. Just because the um, the interference, it, I felt like it wasn't really needed. It could have happened after the match, um, but that but that's my thoughts and feelings on it. That's how I view um, ma- uh, wrestling. Wait for the uh, have interference possibly after the match. Don't have it in the middle of it because it just waters the waters a falls count anywhere match down. But congratulations to Roman Reigns. Um... The crowd was absolutely into this match all the way through. I don't think I heard just dead silence like we're going to hear in a couple of of these matches. So next is the Royal – the women's Royal Rumble match, and I'm just going to go rapid fire here. I'm not going to discuss, you know, eliminate. I'm going to discuss, you know, who came out, who they were eliminated by, who won – and that's it uh, with the Women's Royal Rumble. And, of course, I'll give my thoughts and feelings on the winner at the end. So without further ado, here we go. For With the women, the first two women out were Alexa Bliss, who drew number one, and Bianca Belair from NXT. Um, they, You know what? I'll give credit. Again, where credit's due. These two put on a good a good showing. Um, as I look here on uh, Wikipedia, I know, not the best source for information, but Alexa Bliss gets eliminated by Bianca Belair at 26 minutes and 34 seconds. She got a total of three. Alexa Bliss got a total of three eliminations. Bianca Belair, she gets eliminated by Charlotte Flair, and she was the longest... Uh, She was the Iron Woman in the Royal Rumble match with a time of 33 minutes and 20 seconds. She had a total of eight eliminations. Number three was, was a returning Mighty Molly. She gets eliminated by Bianca Belair in 10 minutes and 21 seconds. She had no eliminations. Next at number four was Nikki Cross. She also gets eliminated by Bianca Belair at 15 minutes and 8 seconds, and she got no eliminations as well. Number 5 was the ravishing ravishing Russian Lana. She will get eliminated by Liv Morgan, and I do believe that she she was the first one eliminated at 2 minutes and 29 seconds. Next was NXT's Mar- Mercedes Martinez. Um, she was the fourth person eliminated, and she gets eliminated by Mandy Rose and Sony Deville at eight minutes and 14 seconds. She got no eliminations as well. Liv Morgan from Raw. Uh, um, she gets eliminated by a already pissed off and eliminated Lana at 44, and she, I do believe here, no. I was about to say I do believe that she was the uh, she was the person with the least amount of time. That is false. Uh, she she lasted 44 seconds and only and got the one one elimination over um, on Lana. Uh, Mandy Rose is up next at number eight. She gets eliminated by Bianca Belair in 8 minutes and 49 seconds she got one elimination then Candace LeRae from NXT she gets eliminated also by Bianca Belair at 9 minutes and 1 second no eliminations at number 10 is Sonya Deville from SmackDown she's the seventh person eliminated by Bianca Belair at 5 minutes and 31 seconds she got one elimination Kairi Sane from Monday Night Raw gets eliminated by Alexa Bliss in 5 minutes and 22 seconds. She got no eliminations. Mia Yim from NXT, she's the 11th person eliminated and gets eliminated by Alexa Bliss at 6 minutes and 30 seconds. Number 13 is Dana Brooke from SmackDown. She's the 14th person eliminated by Bianca Belair in five minutes and 26 seconds number 14 is Tamina from SmackDown she's the 10th person eliminated by Bianca Belair in 39 seconds number 15 so we're halfway there there were 30 women in this Royal Rumble I forgot to mention that number 15 is Dakota Kai from NXT she's the 12th woman eliminated she gets eliminated by Chelsea Green in 1 minute and 32 seconds, Chelsea Green from NXT at 16 gets eliminated by Alexa Bliss, and she is the quickest elimination of the night in 12 seconds. Number 17, Charlotte Flair does not get eliminated. She is the winner. She lasts 29, 27 minutes and 19 seconds. She had four eliminations. Number 18, is from Monday Night Raw the returning Naomi? She's the twenty-sixth person eliminated. She gets eliminated by a the surprise entrant Sheena Baszler in twenty-two minutes and one second. Naomi got no eliminations, but she saved herself from elimination. Oh man, she had she had a good some good saves. Uh, number 19 another surprise beth phoenix from um the announcer for nxt she gets she's the 28th person eliminated by shayna baszler and 23 minutes and five seconds she got one elimination number 20 is from is the only woman from nxt uk and that is tony storm she's the 25th woman eliminated by shayna baszler and 18 minutes and 40 seconds got no eliminations number 21 kelly kelly the returning kelly kelly 18th woman eliminated eliminated by charlotte flair and two minutes and 29 seconds sarah logan from monday night raw 17th woman eliminated by charlotte flair at 28 minutes and at not 28 minutes 28 seconds rather number 23 is natalia from monday night raw she's a 27th woman eliminated by beth phoenix Whew. 14 minutes and 13 and 43 seconds Whew. I'm winded number 24 is zaya lee from nxt she's a 20th woman eliminated by shayna baszler She lasts 10 minutes and 49 seconds. No eliminations. Number 25 is Zelina Vega from Monday Night Raw. She gets eliminated by Shayna Baszler. She lasts 9 minutes and 31 seconds. Number 26, Shotzi Blackheart from NXT. She's the 23rd woman eliminated by Shayna Baszler at 7 minutes and 57 seconds. Number 27 is Carmella from SmackDown. She's the 24th woman eliminated by Shayna Baszler. She lasts 6 minutes and 36 seconds. Tegan Knox from NXT is the 21st woman eliminated by Shayna Baszler at 3 minutes and 50 seconds. Number 29, Santina Morella, it's the 19th, air quotes, woman. She. Eliminates herself in one minute and one second. Got no eliminations. Tried to eliminate Beth Phoenix and Natalya. Didn't work out. I'll explain that story in a minute. And lastly, thirtieth entrance in the women's Royal Rumble. Everybody thought was probably gonna be Ronda Rousey, but it was Shayna Baszler from NXT. She was the last woman eliminated and got eliminated by Charlotte Flair and lasted four minutes and twenty-seven seconds and got a total amount and i believe tied for the most this rumble yeah tied with bianca belair with eight eliminations let's process this okay a couple of things here mighty molly kelly and kelly kelly excellent excellent women the thing that really pissed me off though with this women's royal rumble was santina morella which is Santino Morella, if you guys aren't paying attention. So, sorry, I'm taking a drink of my Mountain Dew here. So, for those of you that don't, that haven't paid attention, this was kind of an on. This was, you know, an offset of a story where Santino dressed up as a female and won the divas' battle royal, I believe, at a WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. And Beth Phoenix, I believe, was the last person eliminated. So that's why Santino went after Beth Phoenix and just eliminated himself. Okay. So I already alluded to it earlier. I already went through the list of the 30 women in this Royal Rumble. In the Women's Royal Rumble, rather. Charlotte Flair wins the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble. Honestly, this was probably the most predictable ro- uh, out of the two rumbles. Um, just for that reason, because I think I honestly think they dropped the ball with this one. I thought for sure that they were going to have somebody else get a shot here. But they gave it to Charlotte Flair. I get it. She's... Literally the cash cow of the women's division. But how many times are we going to have to see Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks? Well, we don't really see Sasha Banks really as much. How many times are we going to see Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Bayley in some form of a main event spot at, Russ, at for a women's title? We get it. Those are the four that are—I mean, the three or four that are holding this division together. But my God, the amount of talent, women ta- women's talent, that I feel is being wasted just for the four horsewomen is absurd. Absolutely absurd. I used to like Charlotte Flair, but now it has just gotten stale. We get it. You're Ric Flair's daughter. You're owed excellence. We got it. It's gotten to the point where I'm starting to see that people are hating her. Hating her. So there was the women's Royal Rumble. Again, I didn't feel the right woman was chosen for this spot. But hey, it is what it is. So the next match, the next match, uh, and I'll also tell you the grade. Um, the grade that Bleacher Report gave the Women's Royal Rumble was a C+. I'll go a little lower and say a C-. Um, man. If we don't see Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte Flair down the road... WWE dropped the ball with planting the seeds for that match, honestly. And once I saw Shayna Baszler come out, I thought that she was going to win and shock the world. I'm just going to say that right now. And it's not, and I'm not saying a C minus because Charlotte Flair lost the amount, the amount of talent. Unfortunately, as I look at this list. It's mainly NXT uh, NXT superstars. I'm count 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 we'll count Tony Storm 8 9 10 11 and 12. 12 total NXT women wrestlers in the women's Royal Rumble i'll say this wwe has done a great job so far with the women's division compared to aew that is a fact straight up fact but for the women's evolution to move up a notch i mean you can't get any better than main eventing wrestlemania right now you just can't but moving forward I I got to see more more women showcased instead of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bayley. And that's the next match that we're going to discuss here is Bayley versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. No, no. <sighs> you know, I feel bad for the two women, the two women's title matches. Because they were put in kind of an awful spot, and this one really got their shit into the stick. Um, it's a red hot rivalry on SmackDown, th- no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, Bailey mocking Lacey Evans's military service in this match. Um, it just it, it's it's one of those rivalries that it, it's on my ra- it was on my radar but i just don't see bailey as a heel after seeing her, seeing her as such a baby face for so long i'm used to that bailey i just don't i just don't like this heel version of bailey all that much and you know i'm i'm giving credit where it's due here these women they tried these women tried to put on a good match but with being in the spot after the women's Royal Rumble, they just got the crowd at a deflated spot, and that's why I'm gonna agree with the um, with the grade here from Bleacher Report, and I'm gonna agree with a C. You know, I can't blame. I'm not. I can't say that it was a B-style match when they were doing big moves and the crowd was just so deflated from and with the lack of energy that you just really didn't care. They just really didn't care. So there's there's that match. I apologize for gone on folks. Um Bay Bailey, this is how Bailey gets the win. Bailey tries for a a Bailey to belly, but Evans fought out and delivered a standing moonsault she looks for springboard moonsault, but Bayley Bailey got the feet up uh, and did the typical heel move of grabbing the tights for the win. Referee didn't see the tights, so Bailey is still your SmackDown Women's Champion. So here's here's one. Hey, this next match I think was the was the match of the night, hands down. Uh, a strap match for the Universal Championship: Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. These two, these two gentlemen, absolutely destroyed each other, and I mean destroyed each other. Uh, brutal, brutal shots with their strap. uh throughout the throughout this match. And they just literally killed each other. They just brought their A game and the crowd was on top of it, just like the Falls Count Anywhere match. And you know, after after all that Daniel Bryan was able to muster, he was unable to capture the WWE Universal Championship from the fiend Bray Wyatt. Um the fiend puts on the mandible claw, and it's done. It's done. Um, you could see after the match just the brutality, the welts on Daniel Bryan's back. He he had to get helped out of the ring. Started to refuse some help. I can't. I honestly can't wait for the next chapter in this rivalry. I'd lo- really like to see where it's gonna go. But Bleacher Report gave this match an A plus and I am going to have to agree it was the match of the night. And this was their analysis here. And I quote, This was unabashed awesomeness by two performers with extraordinary in-ring chemistry. Six years ago, at the same event, Brian and Bray Wyatt stole the show with an electrifying opener. Here they did the same, this time with an ultra-violent, story-driven strap match in which neither man shit... uh, Shied away from obliterating the other's body with the leather weapon, welts be damned. The punishment was real, and as the fans reacted, and as was the fans' reaction to it, Brian, as the resilient babyface who took everything the fiend threw at him until his body could no longer match his will, was perfect in his role. Wyatt, conversely, wrestled his first great match as he struck the perfect balance between an unstoppable force and a heel faced with bumping for his surging opponent this was the epitome of act three in a 1980 slasher flick with the protagonist throwing everything at the monstrous killer the only difference there was no surviving hero the monster won this was a brilliant and another match of the year candidate on a weekend that saw undisputed era and imperium tear the house down at worlds collide end quote and that was the uh, nxt show that was the uh show before uh, royal rumble and let me say that right now while we're on that topic it was really weird to not see a takeover with a big wwe show i mean yeah it was worlds collide but honestly i didn't watch that it didn't really have the interest that you know this the actual royal rumble pay-per-view has with me and and honestly here's why with so much wrestling going on throughout the week you got monday night raw you've got um nwa power and whatever wwe programming has on tuesdays wednesdays you've got AEW dynamite and nxt um i think impact is on thursday if i'm not mistaken somebody will end up correcting me and i please i apologize for burping in the microphone I do apologize for that uh, and then Friday is Friday Night Smackdown I, throughout the work week I don't have a whole lot of time to really do fuck all I mean I'm being honest I get home at 630 I put my kids to bed at 830 then I sit down um, I'll, I'll cuddle with the fiance and we'll watch Hulu or something and that's my day I work come home Spend time with my kids. Uh, sit down. Maybe some nights I'll play some video games. Some nights I won't. Like possibly, you know, tonight. Or and then I'll go to bed and then start that process all over again the next day. I don't have a whole lot of time to catch up on AEW, which I can't really stand. If you want to hear why, go listen to my review of episode one. Uh, of aw dynamite and i don't have time to catch up on nxt in nxt uk because again i just don't really have time for it anymore i look at the highlights and i'm good i mean right now yeah with the road to wrestlemania in full effect i'm gonna be watching monday night raw very closely and uh friday night smackdown and possibly nxt as well um again like i said It was just really weird not seeing an NXT takeover uh, during Royal Rumble weekend. And here's the match. And this next match, I feel, didn't really get a fair shake as well, uh, being the second women's title match. And it was one that everybody wanted because Becky Lynch has been getting all of her wins back, like she's Hulk Hogan. And the one that she hasn't been able to get back was with Asuka. And that's who she takes on for the Raw Women's Championship. Um. Again, this this match, it delivered where it needed, where it needed to deliver. It was hard-fought, impact. Uh, the man Becky Lynch ends up getting the W. Bleach Report gives it an A. I'm gonna say a B plus, because the crowd, the crowd just really wasn't into this match. They. They had so much energy for the strap match that everybody was exhausted by the time the Raw Women's Championship was here. And again, again, um, and I do believe now it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. But, you know, Lynch Lynch getting the win over Asuka. I, I'm a fan of Asuka. I feel like she's getting dealt a bad hand right now. And can I just mention right now, what the fuck are we doing with the women's tag team championships? Did we just forget that those were a thing and nobody's really defending them, or what? I mean, what's going on with them here, for real, for real? All right. Um, Here's Bleacher Report's analysis here, and I quote: "As as was the case in the previous match, the in-ring chemistry between." Lynch and Asuka fueled a superb match complete with expert storytelling and excellent performances all around. I'm not going to go through the entire write-up here, but I just wanted to read that little par- little part right there. And that is something to me that is missing in professional wrestling, and that is storytelling. Storytelling in big angles. What Here's what I missed about in wwe that i wish that they would bring back i hate the month-long storylines where someone's gonna get in a feud with somebody and then at the pay-per-view they blow it off it's done i believe now they're do- they're doing that with a couple of these um feuds right now with roman reigns and king corbin and also that atrocious feud with bobby lashley and uh, Rusev, which is probably going to be a mixed tag match with Rusev and Liv Morgan and Lana and Bobby Lashley, somewhere down the road. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, so yeah. All right. And here we are. The moment. We have all been waiting for the 30 man royal rumble and this one i'm really gonna get into some serious detail with because uh i was watching i was in a party um with my friend josh and chris my friends josh and christian and we were all watching this pay-per-view in our uh in our little party on playstation and you know so far you know in this mat and we were we were really hyped we we're ready for the royal rumble and that just starts to get deflated really quick okay so i'm gonna go down like i did with the women and i'm gonna tell you exactly what what happened all right so here we go number one entrant which was already announced was brock lesnar um he will get eliminated. I'm not going to even tell you who he gets eliminated by just yet. Okay, The number two entrant was Elias, one of my favorites, who's kind of, you know, I haven't really been watching WWE that much. But, you know, last year he came in at first, and then it was Jeff Jarrett. This year he takes on The Beast, Brock Lesnar, gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar, in, a, in one minute next is Eric Rowan from Monday Night Raw he is asked gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar so that's two for Lesnar next is Robert Roode, one of my favorites uh, from Smackdown gets eliminated by Brock number five, John Morrison one of my favorite talents ever when I came back into wrestling in 2010 and saw him do Starship Pain I was fucking mesmerized uh, and if you haven't seen John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, uh, Jesus Christ, J- Johnny Johnny anything, check out John Morrison's stuff. It, it's, it's so good. It is so good. I'm glad he's back in WWE and didn't go to AEW because I honestly think that his talents will be wasted in AEW. But that's beside the point. John Morrison gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar. So, so far, that is about four eliminations for Mr. Lesnar. Next, this is where I really started to think Brock was going to get eliminated. Number six, Kofi Kingston. Number seven, Rey Mysterio. And number eight, Big E. All get eliminated by Brock Lesnar. I forgot to mention here. Eric Rowan gets eliminated. In eight seconds, Robert rude forty-one seconds, John Morrison nine seconds, Kofi Kingston five minutes and six seconds. At this point, was the longest surviving person. Rey Mysterio two minutes and fifty-four seconds. Big E it's fifty-three seconds. Next is and uh, next is Cesaro. He gets eliminated in eighteen seconds by Lesnar. Number ten is Shelton Benjamin. Wow. Shelton Benjamin, former teammate, former OVW alum with Brock Lesnar. They tease that they were going to help each other out. Then Brock turns on him. He lasts 37 seconds. So at this point, number 11, Shinsuke Nakamura. This is where I'm getting pissed. This is where I'm getting riled up like, Can somebody please eliminate this motherfucker? Can somebody please eliminate this goddamn motherfucker? I'm, I'm fucking heated. Because I'm so pissed that Brock Lesnar is just eating people alive out there. Number 11, Shinsuke Nakamura gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar. 20 seconds. Next is the returning Montavia- Montel Vontavius Porter, MVP. He was a surprise. I didn't... Ex- I. I'm going to tell you right now, I did not expect that one bit. I did not expect that one bit. I thought he was done wrestling. I'm, I'm glad he came back for may, a possible one-off. Maybe we'll see him somewhere down the road. Maybe in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial. God, that's a mouthful. I don't know, but it was really nice to see MVP back in a WWE ring after so long. He gets eliminated by, eliminated by Brock Lesnar in 24 seconds. Number 13. Oh, the guy that is over. So fucking over in NXT the big man Keith Lee he went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar and I'm and I was geek and I was like this guy's gonna fucking do it he just won the North American title on NXT he's gonna fucking eliminate Brock Lesnar nope gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar three minutes and 32 seconds next is Braun Strowman I thought Braun was gonna eat fucking Lesnar for breakfast wrong Brock Lesnar I mean Braun Strowman gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar 1 minute and 48 seconds. Number 15 is Ricochet. Gets eliminated by I'm not going to say who he gets eliminated by. Just just wait. He gets eliminated in 3 minutes and 9 seconds by the next man coming out, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre eliminates Brock Lesnar. Lesnar was in there for 26 minutes and 24 seconds, had 13 eliminations before he got Claymore kicked in his fucking dome, and he got sent the fuck out. And I did watch Monday Night Raw from last week. I watched the highlights, the highlighted version on Hulu. It's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in Tampa. I'm excited i am so excited but we're gonna pause right there and i'm gonna explain something to you guys right now this those 13 eliminations were storytelling. were storytelling did you notice that you were getting pissed off the more and more brock lesnar eliminated your favorites that's what exactly wwe wanted you to do so when brock lesnar got eliminated you went nuts. You went absolutely fucking crazy when Brock Lesnar went got eliminated. I know I did. I screamed like a 12-year-old girl. I was so fucking happy Brock Lesnar got eliminated. I fucking hate Brock Lesnar. I fucking absolutely despise Brock Lesnar. Let's continue. Number 17, The Miz, gets eliminated by Drew McIntyre in 30 seconds. AJ Styles, not going to say who he gets eliminated by yet. 7 minutes and 49 seconds. Next at 19 is Dolph Ziggler. He gets eliminated by Roman Reigns, 12 minutes and 20 seconds. Number 20 is Carl Anderson. He gets eliminated by Randy Orton, 9 minutes and 46 seconds. Number 21. Number 21, the biggest and most well kept secret in all of WWE. I heard rumblings that he was coming back. I didn't fucking believe it. I did not fucking believe it. And what I'm going to play for you now is the return of the rated R superstar and my all time favorite wrestler. He was the world heavyweight champion when I got back into wrestling. Toward the ass end of 2009 early 2010 he was the world's heavyweight champion the rated-r superstar edge Edge is num is the 21st entrant in the 2020 Royal Rumble and this is what it sounded like Who's it gonna be? No, no way. Oh my! You gotta be kidding me. The Rated R Superstar! Edge is here! looked great. McIntyre bounced off the knee of Edge and Edge now in position again with a spear to McIntyre. So as it's stated in that little clip there, it has been nine Long years since we last saw the Rated-R Superstar wrestling in a WWE ring. His last match was at WrestleMania against Alberto Del Rio for the World's Heavyweight Championship. And that promo, the edge cut the night after WrestleMania, announcing his retirement, made me absolutely fucking ball like a baby when it happened. But man... I honestly, I fucking dropped my headset and fucking screamed the loudest scream I have ever fucking screamed for one wrestler before. And that's, wh- and I gotta give props to the WWE because you guys have lit the fire of passion that I have for the sport of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Yeah. I lumped it together because I love professional wrestling and some sports entertainment. I love to be entertained. But seeing Edge back just, oh, it brought back so many fucking memories. So many goddamn memories. But unfortunately, Edge got eliminated. 28th guy eliminated by Roman Reigns at 23 minutes and 43 seconds edge had three eliminations by the way drew mcintyre had six and and let's continue shall we number 22 king corbin he gets also eliminated by drew mcintyre by drew mcintyre with at four minutes and six seconds number 23 matt riddle from nxt got eliminated by baron corbin at 41 seconds poor matt riddle 24 is luke gallows he gets eliminated by edge at two minutes uh at at two minutes exact number 25 randy orton gets eliminated by edge that was some really good storytelling too they worked together a couple of times and then randy tried to turn on edge but edge got payback uh he'll Randy was in there for 14 minutes and 37 seconds, got one elimination. Number 26, Roman Reigns, was the last guy eliminated uh, by Drew McIntyre uh, at 16 minutes and one second, got two eliminations. Number 27, Kevin Owens, was elimin- eliminated by Seth Rollins. Akam A- A- and Razar. Reza- and 6 minutes and 59 seconds. Alistair Black is at 28. He gets eliminated also by Seth Rollins at 5 minutes and 6 seconds. Number 29 is Samoa Joe. He gets eliminated by Seth Rollins at 4 minutes and 5 and 25 seconds. And the last entrant in the 2020 Royal Rumble was Seth Rollins. He gets eliminated by Drew McIntyre at 4 minutes and 1 second. And as I alluded to earlier with Roman Reigns, he was the last person eliminated by Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre is your 2020 Men's Royal Rumble winner. And he's going to face the Beast Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. Now, here's my thoughts and opinions on it. This was one of the better men's Royal Rumble matches, not just because of the surprises. Just because the fact you cannot predict the winner. I thought halfway through, when Brock was running running over some motherfuckers, I thought, he's going all the way, and they're going to give him some Joe Schmo match at WrestleMania. And then Drew McIntyre said, Well, wait a minute. Hold my holding my beer. And fucking Claymore kicks this motherfucker in the dome and I'm like, oh my God, who's going to win? Is it going to be Roman Reigns? Because I don't see Drew McIntyre as the top guy right now. And now, now that Drew has paid his dues since 2010, he got one of the shittiest gimmicks I've ever seen in The Chosen One and then a gimmick with 3 B was pretty much a a laughing stock goes to impact wrestling becomes their world champion and dominates there comes back comes back and look where he's at now he's going to WrestleMania. so congratulations to drew mcintyre he deserves it hands down Bleach Report will would give this Royal Rumble an A. I'm gonna say right now, it was an A plus Royal Rumble. A plus. Just because just because of the storytelling of Brock, the return of Edge, Drew McIntyre, shocking the world in eliminating roman reigns when i literally thought that roman was going to win it and even shocked me that i said oh my god drew mcintyre just won the royal rumble but congratulations drew mcintyre you are right now the top dog make the fans proud get that goddamn title off of brock lesnar Make your home country proud, dude. For real. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that that's going to be it. That is my, I mean, my thoughts and feelings of the Royal Rumble are, are as this. This was one of the better pay-per-views that the WWE has put on since the launch of AEW. Since the launch of AEW, the WWE so far has stepped up their game and that's what I have wanted to see for the last five years is for the WWE to have some solid competition that name drops them fucking weekly on their show for whatever reason they really need to. But I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, It's only going to get better from here. <laughs> WWE isn't perfect. They're going to drop the ball a couple of times. And I really hope with Drew McIntyre especially, they don't drop the ball with that one. Like they have like they have with many people, many, many underdogs that win the Rumble or get over with the fans and management really didn't think that they would get over that quick. Kind of like how Kofi Mania started last year, but man, one of the better pay-per-views so far. Um, I'll tell you, it's not a hell. It's not Hell in a Cell twenty nineteen. It's way better than that. Way better. The matches were superb. Congratulations to the talent on the big night. And that's honestly all I can say. I'm gonna give this show an A. An A just a solid A. I'm not gonna say it was an A plus. It wasn't a perfect show. It had it had its moments, it had its up and down moments, just like every other show. In AEW, take note. That's how you book a superb car. Put a stellar match in there. Then put kind of, you know, a match right there that's gonna in the business they call it. In the business, they call it a popcorn match. Or Say, okay, let me state it this way. Say, for example, with AEW, they put their version of Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc 97, first match. And then you put um, a match with the star power of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho as match two. The fans aren't going to have the energy to watch every damn move with with the second match if it's a stellar match like the first one because it's just back-to-back non-stop action. That's how you really kill a crowd in my book. And WWE didn't do that here. They spaced this show out perfectly. So again, I give Royal Rumble an A. We're on the road to WrestleMania. It's going to be awesome. I know a couple of people that are going to WrestleMania and are going to be live at the show. And I hope to get one of them on the show. I hope to get, uh, Jonte Davenport on the show. He just started his own podcast. Once I get the name, I'll, I'll drop it for you guys in the next episode. Speaking of the next episode, I'm going to do a little bonus episode action. You guys have been excellent. Uh, excellent at listening to these episodes. I've been checking on the numbers. I'm not going to reveal those. Those are just for personal use for for me. But to those of you guys that are diehard uh, Bakery Podcast fans, you guys are going to get a bonus episode on Thursday. And that bonus episode is going to pertain to a little Fallout 76 action. And I'm going to break down the trailer of the new of the new um new up and come upcoming expansion Wastelanders. And without I mean that's all I really got to say guys. I have nothing more for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little it it's shorter than the other ones. I'll I'll say that it's really shorter than the other ones. And with that being said, I'm I'm out of here. Out of my way and I'm coming through. This is the Bakery Podcast with Aaron Baker. Peace out.